Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good, but I already miss you. Oh, I know. We had the band back together this weekend. It was fun. No, it was cool, like, actually being somewhere in person together. I don't think it's happened, oh my God, since the Under Armour thing, huh? Yeah, it's been a year and a half for you. A year and, and a half. Almost. Well, before we jump into the whole Mac conversation, let's talk about our sponsor this week. Grill your ass off. Hey, you better be out there grilling your buns off. No, um, Grill Your Ass Off is an, is an awesome company that I feel very lucky that we've had a chance to work with for the last couple of weeks. They make these really badass spices um, and like spice mixes that you can use as dry rubs or as seasonings. And they have all sorts of different like flavor profiles and they're all really funny. It's a veteran owned company. So there's a bunch of like military humor, like in the titles and in the little cartoons on each bottle. They're so good. They are so good. I've been using them, uh, for eggs. Like I've, I make a lot Ooh. of eggs, scrambled eggs, like they're just kind of a staple in my diet. And so much easier and so much better than just salt and pepper. I've been using it on potatoes, been using it on chicken, steak, like pretty much every single thing I cook in this house has come from that, uh, what they call the box of ass. Box of ass. Box of ass. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Completely. And I, to be honest, I was a little skeptical when they reached out and said, hey, try our spices. I'm like, I'm a dude, right? Like I don't I'm not a great cook and don't do a ton of cooking. I'm like, all right, spices are spices. I was totally wrong. Totally Totally, wrong. Totally wrong. And now I'm like kind of blown away by how good they are. So now I think I'm a great cook, but it's just the spices. It's just the spices. Uh, You too can get your hands on some awesome grill your ass spices at a discount. Our discount code is AS15, literally. Yes. ASS15. Um, and it'll get you 15% off. Um, and in addition, just to say out loud that in, on top of these epic spices, I love their smoked salt. That is like where it's at. Um, they also have, they have jerky, they have sauces, they have, um, like powders where you can make like ranch dip and stuff like that. And then they have really funny and slightly off color merchandise. So if you have a sense of humor, like we do, you might want like a beat your meat t-shirt or something. Just saying. There you go. So where, <laughs> where do they go to get said t-shirt? They got to grill your ass off.com, yo. And we'll put a link in the in the show notes too. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, let's talk about the Mac, which was um, so much fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, I am riding this high from like, I guess I just missed live competition more than I realized. And I'm totally like riding the high of what felt to me like, a really well-run competition, which I can't say for all the comps I've been to truly, like it takes a village and Wilson and Luke Espy, like they, they did it right. Um, and on top of that, like a really great broadcast. If I can just toot toot my own horn a little bit, like just a great team put out a great product and I'm very proud to have been a part of it. You know, everyone listening is like, well, Nikki works for these people. So she has to say that, but I will, and she does. But I will say, <laughs> um, I've been to a lot of comps. And I'll tell you what I appreciated. First of all, everything started on time and ended on time. Yeah. Right. Like, like bare minimum, that does not happen at all comps. That absolutely does not happen. Uh, the broadcast was highly professional, which, again, yeah. doesn't happen at all comps. And not, not just your part. Your part was great, Nikki. But, but all of the parts were really yes. good. You know, um, I thought that was great. I thought 
um, the way it was laid out, like just kind of the professionalism of, you know, uh, the way the stadium itself looked, the flooring, the rig, the signs, like it had like, you know, it had that arena atmosphere that you get at the games when you're inside. Yep. Totally. Um, I thought those things were really cool. You know, I didn't have a lot of disappointments. I think just from an event standpoint, I wish there'd been more people there, but you know, that's not the event organizer's fault. That's, you know, people afraid to buy tickets because they're not sure what the restrictions are going to be like until yeah. the last minute. Um, and so that was a bummer. And I had a lot of people bitching at me about the food. But again, that's oh, not- yeah, I only saw that on social. I didn't I didn't actually see that in real life. Well, so here's what I saw in real life, because, you know, I'm always like looking at everything. Um, people were annoyed at the food. Again, that's not the organizer's fault. Like when you rent these events, they don't let you bring in your own food. You have to use their food vendors. And, right. you know, this is a basketball arena. So they sell hot dogs and popcorn and, and crappy pizza. But what mm. they do sell that I saw a lot of are gigantic Trulies and Bud Lights. So mm-hmm. a lot of people drinking alcohol, which I thought was pretty funny at a CrossFit event. Um, there just, always is. I like that because it's like a CrossFit party. Yeah, it was good. Um and the vendor village was really small and it was outside yeah. and that was, you know, due to COVID restrictions when they originally did it, like, they, you know, you can't get, I'd talked to Wilson about it. Like you just can't get as many vendors as you want and they had to have them outside. And then when they lifted the restrictions at the last minute, there's no way to move them, you know? So there, I think there was a lot there that was out of their control that in future events will probably be much, much better because you can see how high quality everything else was like those couple little annoyances that people were complaining about were so little, like I didn't even blink at them. The competition. Was yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, quick side note is Bean eating your shoes right now. Is he? I, 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 I see him in the background of your thing. He's probably humping those nobles I bought. Is that, was he just hump or was he taking a poop in them? One or the other. I couldn't maybe, tell. Maybe he better not. Those things are expensive. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I'm sorry to, to take, that away from your point, but I do agree that like, yeah, vendor village was small. was a little disappointing um, only because as a CrossFit gear junkie, you get so stoked to like walk around and see all the things. And um, yeah, it was a smaller crowd than usual, but again, totally agree with you. Those are things that are just kind of like circumstances of the world we're living in today and all things considering I thought still awesome that, 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 you know, the organizers were able to pull it off in some respect, even there being a handful of, of vendors, even, you know, the stands being moderately full, I thought was a success. Yeah. Super fun. Um, so let's talk about the competitors. Wow, man. I just like some things went to plan, right? Like Tia dominating mayhem, crushing it. Like you could have written that script six months ago. Totally. Some things, just blew my mind. I mean, like, look at the rookies that we've got in the top five on the men's side. Just overall, I love, love, love that we have this sport and this kind of community that like breeds up and coming athletes and like people can come out of nowhere and blow your mind. It's so cool. Yeah, I think we said that on the last show. Like, the one thing I love about CrossFit is, you know, you can, A, you can have a great weekend when it's six events, you know, which is part of it. Yep. Um, you can also, you can come out of nowhere. Like, it can be your first event and no one's ever seen what you can do. So, they can just totally surprise you. And then sometimes, you know, the programming kind of lends to your strengths. I think that happened a little bit, um, you know, for specifically Jason Hopper. Like, he's a big dude, tallest CrossFitter I've ever seen. 
I mean, he looked like a giant out there compared to the rest of them. But to his credit, he looked like a veteran. Like he was so calm in the face. Like mm-hmm. usually when these guys like get to the last day of competition and they're leading, they crack. You know, they, cause I've seen it before. They get out there and they get all nervous. Like, oh my God, I might win this thing. And then they make a mental error. This dude was like stoic, mm-hmm. totally stoic. Just like every event, just out there grinding. Didn't appear like he had any stress. Just like he'd been doing this his whole life, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he has an athletic background. You know, he played football at Baylor. Uh, sorry, not at Baylor, at Clemson. Yep. Um, and and this wasn't truly his um, debut, technically. So he had qualified for Atlas Games last year when we were in the sanctional season and went out there at every intention of competing. If you remember, Atlas Games was the first event that was canceled because of COVID. And it was canceled like the day it was supposed to start, basically. Um, so he, it feels like this is the first time that we're seeing him. And I think in his winner's interview, I, I think I literally said to him, we're all out here being like, who the heck is this guy? Right. <laughs> um, but the reality is we, we very well might have had this conversation this time last year too, had he done that well um, at Atlas. So he's not totally coming out of nowhere, but it certainly feels that way because right. we haven't had a chance to see him perform yet. And I actually think to me, one of the really high level aspects of this event was the programming specifically. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just one of the most well-rounded tests that I have seen. So I agree with you. It's like a little bit, he doesn't necessarily have like the build or the stature that you would think, you know, lends itself well to a CrossFit Games athlete. But I think he proved that despite like excellent programming that wasn't necessarily in his favor, just my opinion. Yeah, like there was a lot of high power output stuff I thought that lent to his strengths. But like the last event, I said going into it, you know, it was close enough that Scott could have passed him. And I said going in, all right, this is a real test because it's got, you know, legless rope climb Mm -hmm. and strict handstand push-ups as two of the movements. And then went into uh, dumbbell, was it dumbbell snatches, is that right? Or um, anyway, and he's a big dude you know, long arms. I'm like, that does not lend well for, to do that combo of legless rope climbs and, and hand, strict handstand pushups. And again, he just was grinding it out, hit everyone, didn't no rep at all, stayed right there side by side with the big boys, you know? No, that last um, event was so good. And you know what I loved? So I was talking to Luke SB, who's the founder of the Mac and the head programmer for the event about that last one specifically. Uh-huh. And he told me that he programmed it specially for the transitions, which I thought was so fascinating because he was like every elite athlete in the final heat is going to be able to do those movements. Like no one's going to struggle. Like some people are going to be better than others, but no one's going to struggle with legless rope climbs and handstand pushups and, um, you know, and, and moving a big heavy dumbbell, but like it is going to come down to who can transition the fastest and who can hurt the most. And I thought that was just such an interesting, like psychological test in addition to physiological that like only someone who has a ton of programming experience would get there in in their minds. Yeah. I thought the programming was great. I, you know, I, I think 
Well, I was at the Mac a couple of years ago. I didn't love the programming. So, you know, just kind of proof that I'm not giving the hometown speech for the <laughs> the event. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, there are certainly times when I look at programming and go, oh, that's, you know, borderline dangerous or just dumb or whatever. But I thought all of these events, they, they did a couple of things. Number one, I thought they really um, kind of tested all aspects of their fitness, which is obviously important, but they also, several of the events came down to the wire. Like they mm-hmm. had a good, like a race at the end. And that's what you want in a live event. Like you want two people sprinting to the end against each other. And we saw that multiple times and like to be able to be in the crowd and watching people jump out of their seats was like, it was really electric. Like you almost get goosebumps at now. Totally. There. Totally. I do it from the sidelines too. And like, you know, everyone else, it's just like my life. I like lean over the guardrails and I'm like watching with everyone. And there's like a bunch of like medical staff there. And there's a bunch of like event staff and everyone's just like stoic. They got their hands folded and they're just like watching the event or whatever. And then like something happens, like you said, like there's some a switch up in the, who the leader is, or like someone comes out and you didn't think that they were going to be the first one to move their chest piece, but they do. And I'm always the only one <laughs> like leaning over the barrier. Who's like, Oh, sure. like, look, Haley Adams is coming out. And then everyone always turns around and stares at me and I'm like, Oh, sorry. Well, as long as we're talking about the men, let's just kind of roll through them. I thought, I thought Scott who finished second, Scott Pancheck, I thought his, he his two best moments for me. The first one was his 300 pound snatch. So good. Just proving, you know, he called it dad strength and, mm-hmm. you know, He's just strong. So I don't know how much being a dad plays into it, but I'll give him credit. It was 300 pounds and looked like he had more in him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so clean. Yeah. And just, I thought for him, it was just a really well-rounded weekend. Like he didn't show any weaknesses through the whole weekend. Like Jason just won, right? Like Scott could have easily won. So like I was watching that going, all right, you know, if Scott can maintain that over, you know, a four day period at the games, he's going to be on the podium again. Oh yeah. He looked, he looked, or for the first time he'll be on the podium. He looked yep. spectacular. Um, and then I thought I was impressed with Justin, you know, like he proved he wasn't a flash in the pan. He looked great on every event he was in. He won that last event, you know, like came out hot. And I'm like, all right, he's going to burn out. And then he didn't burn out. Like he just, that dude is just fit. So fit. And his parents like to buy his drinks. <laughs> I no. ran in. Oh, this this is funny. I ran into his mom. We were uh we were out walking and we were walking past some ice cream parlor and I hear some lady behind me and I'm in street clothes, just like I hear some lady behind me go, Is that make wads great again? And I turn uh-huh. around and there's Justin's mom. And so I just I don't really know her. I've only talked to her on Instagram a few times. So I just I give her a big hug, you know. And uh, I told my friend with, I'm like, I just hugged Justin Medeiros, mom. I think I'm his dad now. Uh That basically makes you. (laughs) Yeah. My son did great. I'm so proud of my son. So proud. No, she's the best. That whole family is the best. And if you've ever uh, like watched a broadcast or been, been live in the stands when he's been competing, they roll deep. Like that family and his girlfriend and their friends, like they go with him all over the world from when he won Filthy to games, even though they <laughs> didn't allow right. spectators um, to this. He always rolls deep with like 15, 20 people and they all always come with him everywhere, like straight up to like athlete check-in. He came in with like right. 20 people. It was awesome. Well, what and was funny? Up, wait, 
funny story about, about Mama Medeiros. <laughs> so Justin, not to throw him under the bus, but Justin stood us up the first time we had him on the show. Do you remember right. this? Yep, I remember this. Um, and he he just had the wrong time zone, like poor kid. But he felt so bad uh, about needing to reschedule with us. And his mom, Shanna, messaged me at games. And she was like, hey, um, Justin has a gift for you. Because he feels really bad about not coming on your show on time. Even though we, I'm telling you, we rescheduled for like a week later. It was fine. It was no big deal. And, um, and so the next time I saw him, I was like, Hey man, I heard you got a, I heard you got me a present. And he just biffed it. He was like, I did question mark. Like his mom like lobbed it right to him. She was like, I got her a gift. I'm trying to save face for you. Like whatever, whatever. And instead of rolling with it, he was like, say what? And I was like, oh man, your mom got me a present and she tried so hard to give you credit and you just biffed it so hard. Well, you, I could tell they were <laughs> a really tight family because we were uh, we were leaving a restaurant and Tia and Shane and all the Noble crew, you know, Brooke, like every, and you know, all the Noble, you know, owners or whoever, they're all decked out Noble, come walking into the restaurant and he's a Noble athlete. He was not with them. And I thought to myself at the time, like, that's weird. Like, why would they bring everybody but Justin, you know? And then when I came over to see you at the hotel, he's there with like, you know, 15 people out on the patio and it's all, you know, it's his mom and his dad and everybody else. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why he's rolling with his family, which I, I thought was really sweet and touching. Cause I, you know, I just, I really love seeing people that have good family relationships. So it's yeah, cool. for sure. Travis Mayer killed it. Dude. I am constantly impressed by Travis constantly for me, the best snatch of the entire competition was Travis's 300 because number one, it was, I know it was a PR for him and competition day PR is just like the most electric thing ever. And number two, I always look at him and I'm like, where are you hiding all of your muscles, man? Where are they? Like he just doesn't come out there like built like Jason Hopper. Well, look, first of all, he wears big bag, <laughs> he wears big baggy t-shirts, which I appreciate that. I, like, I thought the same thing. I feel bad even saying it. I kind of thought the same thing. He he dresses like a dad of four, which is great. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, it's great. And I said, you know, his weekend was also solid. Kind of like, oh, Scott, so like another one that could easily be on the podium at the totally. game. Totally. 100%. Field. And he killed it. He looked great. He was just up against some really, really tough competition. The difference between being fourth and being first is a couple of events like, you know, and, and not even that much in those couple of events. So yeah. Um, really. Soft. And I'm just impressed by anyone. I'm impressed by anyone who juggles being a professional CrossFit athlete with anything. So like insert four children, including a very young baby at home. Like, you know, they're not sleeping. Um, I'm just, I can't, I, I don't understand. He's not human. Well, Travis is not here. Props to his wife and family who uh, are, he's obviously got a good support system to be yeah. able to get out and compete. So it, you know, takes a village. <laughs> yeah. But you know, huge props to him. He looked great. And then Zach Watts punching his ticket. I know another rookie. He set this goal for himself um, and was like, so touched emotionally that he was able to like get here. You could tell he couldn't, believe it you know he couldn't believe how the whole weekend had been going for him monster snatch 
right. to start everything out. Just insane. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he called a shot later on and he was like, he came up to me and he was like, you and I are going to talk after Gretel. He really thought that that was going to be like the event that he was going to win. And even though he didn't, he had such a consistent performance over the weekend that it didn't matter. Like you're going to games, bro. Yeah, he was great. And I, I love these guys when they punch their first ticket because I was looking, I was watching the, um, you know, just some of the posts coming out of Mid-Atlantic and he's going in and th- everyone mentions his name. He's literally commenting like, thank you so much. You know, like they're so excited mm-hmm. to thank every single person that comments on them, you know? And for me, that's really touching because that just shows how excited and grateful they are to be there, you know, and yeah. to get that reward of, you know, your hard work paying off is it's just so cool. It was so cool. I love watching it. So uh, women, I, so I have to say, I've seen Tia compete, you know, well, as much as everybody else, I guess I've watched her on TV, but this is the first time I've kind of watched her end to end in a competition. It's like, uh, I mean, I saw her at the games, but this is different. It was a small venue, you know, small group of, you know, three heats every time, you know, it was like watching Michael Jordan or, Mm -hmm. You know, whoever's the goat and whatever sport you like, that was it. Like it was just like a giant amongst others. Yeah, like, she's just so good at yeah. everything, which I know isn't shocking, but to see it live is really, it's it's almost like seems superhuman. You watch yeah. and go, all right, well she's got a break now, and then she does it. She she can't lift that, then she does. You know, and then and then when it's over she's out there smiling and cheering other people on. And at one point she had a baby running around with this, Mm -hmm. like having these human moments of just kindness and sweetness. And I'm just like, how can one person be such a fierce competitor? And then also just be so incredibly kind and sweet. Like it's just, I'm was a fan going in much bigger fan coming out, which was hard to believe because I was already a big fan. You know, she just never looks tired. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like I I look tired, like walking down the friggin' street. I was complaining every time I walked up the stairs in that, in that arena, I'd get to the top of the stairs. I'm like, hold on. (laughs) I grabbed my name for a minute. (laughs) Swear to God. It was, it was impressive. I I tell you who I was most impressed with was Haley Adams. Oh yeah. Without Tia there would have won that event handily. Uh, no offense to the other competitors, just Haley, like, I know I should never doubt her because I love Haley to death. Like she's my own kid, but man, she just, every time she competes, I'm just like, I'll tell you two, there's two things I love about Haley. One, she dresses like a gym bro. I love it. I love it. I think it's the best. Like, and I'm not making fun of her. Like, I love it. Like everybody else is in sports bras and booty shorts. And that's great. Like they're competing. They're working. Like you got to wear what you're comfortable in. She's out there and like, cut off t-shirts that she's made herself and sweatshirts with no arms in them. And it's great. Like, I just, I absolutely love that about her. I think that's what the kids are wearing. I think that we're just not cool enough to know that. She's just her own person. Like she could have any endorsement in the world and she's endorsed plenty, you know, it's just, just really funny to me. Like she just visually looks different than the others. And I absolutely love that about her. Um, and kind of like Tia, like she just has zero quit in her. Yeah. Zero. And But then when she's done, she's back in teenager mode, dancing. Totally. Totally. You know, goofing off, making jokes. Like she's the best, man. I, I'm such a fan of that kid. She's, 
She's a total rock star and will absolutely be on the podium sooner than later, if not with, yeah. if not with the championship at some point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about her being sort of like next in line to become the dominant goat, you know, and it was really interesting to watch this battle all weekend of, you know, Tia obviously taking the win on most of the events and Haley being the one to push her and kind of like, you know, the solid greatest of all time dominant athlete and the up and coming kind of like, you know, newer to that first place spot athlete being the one to push her. It was, I think it's telling of what we're going to see in the future as Haley continues to get better. And, you know, potentially as, as Tia stops competing someday, I think Haley's like next in line for the throne, so to speak. Yeah. She's, she certainly earned it. And yeah. This is amazing at it. She made fun of me on my drive home. She were texting about something. We're DMing about something. And I said to her, Hey, you know, she had 185 pounds snatch, 185 pounds. And, you know, she probably weighs a buck 15. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said to her, I'm like, Hey, you're, you had to beat my snatch PR by five pounds. And she goes, Oh, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're com- like we're competing now. Like no, we're not. No, because you'll be up over two hundred in a couple of months, and oh, I'm yeah. where I'm at for the rest of my life. So, you so, <laughs> so funny. Uh, Brooke was great. Solid, so solid. And you know, it's been a really big year for her. She moved. She switched uh, programming. She switched gyms. She's uh, underproven now with Tia and Shane and all those people. And I think, I think you can tell. Like she's had so much confidence out on the floor every single time she went. And also so composed. I love watching Brooke work out the same for the same reason as Tia. Um, they just always look focused yep. and never tired <laughs> and always like so happy when it's over. Yeah. I had that in my notes for her too. She was very composed. Mm-hmm. Like nothing seemed to face her at all. Like she had a couple of moments where I think she didn't do as well. She thought she should have like in the moment. Mm-hmm. She didn't appear fake. She just kept grinding. You know, yep. um, I sat behind her parents on the last day. First of all, her dad is like an eclipse. He is so big. <laughs> oh my God. I did not know where you were going with uh, that. He is so big. He's got his arms are bigger than my legs, like super oh fit. I'm like, oh, he's a scary man. Um, but I again, I love being behind families that root for their kids, and she's clearly got a great family. Like it just, it's just endearing to me to see someone that works so hard, but also has that support system. Totally. You know? So I thought that was totally for me. That's one of the really cool parts of live competition is is getting to see the families cheer on their kid. You know. Yeah. So that was fun. You know, her twin is competing this year too. Yeah, Sydney was there. Yeah, yeah. She, she was in the sands. She was right there cheering, know. you know, it was. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool and interesting to watch her, I think. Yeah, it was very cool. Amanda Barnhart was fourth. Um, man, Amanda is always impressive to me. Seriously. So consistent, so strong, kind of good at everything. Like she's one I, I've said for a long time, I think, you know, she could get on a run and win the whole thing. Like she certainly oh, got yeah. the strength to do it. She's got the cardio. Like she's got all the tools to do it. You know, just how soon is it all going to be put together to make it happen? She's um, out with uh, Katrin and those guys that um, help me out here. Whose group is Comptrain? that? Yeah. Yeah. Comp train. Bergeron? Bergeron. Yeah. Bergeron's group. 
Yeah. So this was probably her first competition since then, right? Since yep. they moved out there. And uh, I thought she looked great. And I spent some time talking to her husband who looks like a much younger, fitter version of me. So <laughs> uh, that was fun too. So I enjoyed that. And then we had uh, Jessica Griffith qualified. But, you know, it was so interesting. This is kind of like what you want, right? This is what you want at a live competition or at a CrossFit semifinal when we're trying to qualify people for the games. The fifth place spot was completely up in the air until the last event. Yeah. And mathematically, points. yeah, mathematically, it could have shaken out like for Jess to win, she needed to come in like third or whatever in the event and then like she needed someone to come in between her and fee and like you had to do all these like crazy calculations in order to figure out who was going to get in um and it came down to one tenth of a second in the finish of the final event to figure out exactly who would qualify where so i i love those nail-biting moments when we're like all out on the competition floor and we're waiting for micro larry to read the final scores um, because it just keeps it so interesting. And it's a true testament to, um, you know, how good all these ladies are that they're all competing at that level. So yeah, just, just squeaked through in that fifth place spot. And then the sixth, seventh, eighth and ninth. And that, that is unique to this competition, to the women's side of this competition only all of those spots um, went to last chance qualifiers. So all of those ladies will have another chance to compete virtually for uh, a trip to the games. And the reason why they extended that for placements and not just three is because Tia, their athlete who couldn't travel were placed in this region. And so they ended up extending that to, um, to one more person. And Tia was very gracious about that. I did an interview with her at the end um, that we pre-taped for, you'll probably see it in the studio show. She has full awareness that she came into this region and this competition and took someone's spot. Like she said, she said those words. Um, and so she just, it, she was just so gracious and hyper aware of that situation. And to say that out loud, to acknowledge that and to acknowledge everyone else's hard work and how difficult that must have been, um, I thought was just the mark of such a, an amazing competitor. Well, she's such a, she's a class act. There's no denying that. And, yeah. you know, Christine Colbrander, who was the one that finished six was two points behind because Fee and Jessica were in the race to the finish and Jessica beat her by a 10th of a second. Mm -hmm. That 10th of a second kept Christine out, which is, you know, yep. clearly heartbreaking for Christine, who, by the way, had a fantastic weekend. So good. Um, and, you know, Fee had, uh, you know, not the weekend she wanted. And so that was kind of a heartbreaking moment for her. Like, yeah, this is like something I love about CrossFit, but you know, I'm like right down front and, and when fee's done, who I, we said on our last show, we thought she would be top five. Yep. And by all accounts, she looked like she easily, you know, could have been, but you know, I think she had some, I don't, I'm not sure what was going on, but she kind of alluded to it in a post, you know, that, you know, things weren't completely well for her going into that competition. And uh, you know, to see her and the group that had come with her is actually Scott's wife were hugging and there's a photo of it on the game's uh, Instagram page today. And it's like really touching to me to see those relationships that happen within CrossFit. Like you're not related, but you become related through, you know, this shared, you know, I've said it before, the shared suffering that we all deal with, you know, day in and day out and, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of the hard work. And 
And so for me, that was really touching to see like what that, you know, see, to see that live again, like, and to all be there for it reminds me, you know, of why we love this so much. So, and I'm excited that she'll get another shot. You know, I mean, she's again, great competitor, great person, you know, so more to come for her for sure. Totally. Totally. All right. So great event at the Mac. Loved it. Loved it. Can't wait to get back at it. We have a few more weeks of competition and then the big show. I know. Well, speaking of big shows, let's, let's take a quick break. We'll talk about our, our mid show sponsor, but I'm gonna make a joke about it because I kept getting messages from people because all through the weekend, Rich was wearing his airwave mouthpiece and people kept yeah. me going, does that thing work? Because Rich just seems to be chewing on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he chews on it in between when he needs to work. I think that that's, that is such a, um, like a seasoned athlete move where like, I don't know if you ever notice it, but like, like baseball players will chew or like tennis players will like spend the time in between when they're actively playing, like picking the fuzz out of their rackets. And it's not because they're distracted it's because they don't want to be distracted it's because they need one thing to like focus on to keep their head in the game and stay hyper focused and i think for him it was totally chewing on it in between like when he was actually lifting or working out well yeah and people would message to go well we know you said you used it but does it work because rich is chewing on i'm like yeah it absolutely works. like rich isn't going to put something in his mouth in a competition because somebody's paying for it, like yeah, no. competitor. And by the way, you know, we didn't even talk about teams, but they destroyed the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, much in part to Airwave. You're welcome, guys. Uh, but but it works. Like it helps with the recovery. It helps uh, with your breathing. You know, I it's it's helped immeasurably for me. Yeah, yeah. Let me give the sort of like top line. If you watch the Mac and you were like, "What the heck is that thing?" in Rich Froning's mouth. So it's a really thin uh, mouthpiece that basically sits on top of your lower teeth and it forms really well and really easily to your teeth. So it's not like the mouth guard that you played like lacrosse with when you were in middle school. It's very comfortable. Um, and it, it basically pushes your jaw down and forward and it creates the optimal airway opening or what I like to call mouth hole opening <laughs> on the show. Yes, the mouth hole. <laughs> There's so many people DM'd me over the weekend and asked me to work mouth hole into an interview. And I was like, um, no, uh, but yeah, but it, it basically allows you to oxygenate optimally. And so you can totally kick butt in longer Metcons, uh, the way that you bite down on it helps with your cortisol levels. So you can recover faster. I mean, it is just, it is a cool training tool to incorporate into your CrossFit wads because I mean, we're constantly trying to do anything we can to be like 1% better. You know, we wear knee sleeves, we wear wrist wraps, we wear belts. Like this is another way to train 1% better. Yep. I like it. I actually like it better than my knee sleeves. Whatever. Really? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. If you want to squat, so it's important. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, if you want to try one out, go to airwave.com, A I R W A A V, two A's on the end there. Yeah. You can pretend you're rich, frowning, and just chew on it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, Granite Games is next. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> like back to back friggin' CrossFit. I love it. Oh, I wish I could go to that one. I'm so disappointed. Me too. Me too. I'm going to be a very large bridesmaid. 
next weekend. All my besties will be there. Steph Chung's going to be there. I know. I'm sad that we can't watch her compete IRL. Um, but they also have a, a really deep field for men and women. I think that um, that anyone who gets a chance to watch live is going to have just as epic of a show as we had at the MAC. Yeah, I, I would love to see the battle between the two teens. So Emma Carey and Mal O'Brien is going to be there. And I mean, come on, like, what more can you say about those two? But to see them live in competition against Christy Aramo, Andrea Nestler, Kendall Vincelette, uh, Steph, like, man, how much fun is that going to be? That's going to be really cool. I mean, talking about these like up and comers and, and also I know we've said this on the show a million times, but like, man, the kids who are getting into CrossFit now or the ones who have been in it, even just for the last like three or four years, they are setting a new bar. Um, we're going to look back in five or 10 years at <laughs> all of us oldies that started in our like twenties and in comparison to the kids who've had a chance to really come up in the sport, it is going to be night and day. It's very cool to see it starting to come to fruition now. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not given my top five. I did pretty good. I think on the last one, we did top five for each. I got close, but you know, I didn't get the men, but I got real close on the women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will. I mean, my short list for this one are Mal and Emma, Steph and Christy Aramo. Yes. Same. Oh, What's her last? Oh, O'Connell. O'Connell. Christy Irma O'Connell. Yeah. Let yeah. me make sure I give her credit for the last name. <laughs> um, um, I agree fully with that. I would also add, um, I have Alessandra Pacelli on the list. Yeah, she's on my list. a consistent athlete forever. And I have, I don't know if you've heard of her, but I know her well and had the pleasure of working out and coaching alongside her in the past. Her name is Amy Morton, and she is an unbelievable athlete uh, and like, you talk about juggling, like has a, has a full-time job as a, a researcher and has a, the cutest little boy you've ever seen. Like she's just unreal. And not just because I love her personally, but because she had an un, unbelievable performance uh, in the quarterfinals. I've put Amy in my top five too. Okay. Well, I think we got a stack field on the women. The men uh, are no slouches. Chandler Smith. I have him to to win it all. I do. I do. I think it's his year. I don't, but I I can't because my coach is in there. Because Saxon's in there. I know. I know. We got a lot. I got a lot of friends in this one. Chandler's there. Tim Paulson's competing. I love love Tim again. Like we keep talking about great families. Like, man, the Paulson family are like, they roll deep. Mom, dad are both great. His wife, they have this beautiful little redheaded baby. I like, know. Oh, they're so good. And Send me your redheaded baby vibes, Paulson's. Yeah. And then speaking of gingers, Drew Wayman's going to be there. Drew uh-huh. is, is super solid. Uh, he nearly, what, what event was it? Um, two years ago, he, God, they thought, I thought he was going to win it. And then he didn't. Was it? <laughs> no, I mean, he like, he, he kind of came out of nowhere and finished like second or maybe strength and depth. If I remember right. Or one, like he's been at a, a sanctional and done exceptionally well. So he's For a, sure. he is a solid, solid athlete. Kyle Casper, Casper Bauer. Okay. I have Kyle Casper Bauer in my top five um, yeah. because he has just never, ever let up. And he's been competing in the master's division too, for the last couple of years. And I mean, I'm, always so solidly impressed by him. So I think he's Mr. Consistency and definitely can end up in the top five. I also have Jake Marconi in the top five. Um, 
has done really well in the past, has gone team at Granite in the past too. And I think that, um, I think this could truly be his year to break out as an individual. The ones I had penciled in for like solidly should be, you know, in the running were Chandler, Saxon, and Tim. And then I also had Scott Tetlow, uh, Raj mm-hmm. Gamboa, and Kevin Schultz. Schultz, am I getting that right? See, I'm terrible at the names. Schultz. 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 I mean, there's um, a lot of talented people on the men's side. No yeah. And I just, like I said, with Kyle and with Roy too, like I'm impressed at the older field, you know, like we're seeing all these like teens rising up in the, in the women's division and like some real seasoned CrossFitters and, you know, old, not for this earth, just, just for <laughs> the like sport me. of CrossFit, <laughs> just for the sport of CrossFit people who have been in it for a while, who I think it's going to consistently start becoming the battle of new, young, capable blood versus like seasoned, experienced CrossFit professionals and what the pros and cons and ups and downs are for both of those groups. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch this one. I mean, I wish I could be there, but I'll watch every minute of it and and watch you do your thing on the sidelines. That'd be great. No, I won't be there. Oh, I thought you were there. No, giant bridesmaid, a whale of a bridesmaid. That's what I'm going to be. I have the biggest pink dress I've ever owned. Oh, well, good. Well, I I don't care. No, I don't care at all. Oh, yeah. Now you don't have to watch even. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We're watching. But you and I will be at West Coast Classic together. I cannot wait for West Coast Classic. So fun. I know. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Well, Well, we'll get past Granite first. We'll see how our little predictions go here. But I think if you tune in... This is going to be a special comp um, just based off the the roster that's going to be there. And I, and I do think like, I like, I, you know, I've been kind of alluding to some complaints about semis recently, but there's a lot of specialness coming out too. So I'm going to be interested when this is all over, we get past these three and maybe even Atlas, we'll have to do a mini review of what, you know, how all of these felt compared Mm -hmm. to regionals in years past and, you know, sanctionals that we've had. But if, the Mac was an indication. I think we're in for a special ride here. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And thank goodness for the return of live competition. I did not realize I had said out loud. I really miss it. I did not realize how much I missed it until I was there and experiencing it. So yay. Yay. So happy. It's good stuff. Anything else from the weekend you were blown away by before we wrap up? Um, the hotel restaurant had really good chocolate brownies. <laughs> First one, can I, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to complain to you for a second. I'm going to okay. I'm, I'm gonna yell at you. You, you guys were in the hotel eating wings and like microwave pizzas when yeah. walking distance, walking distance from your hotel were the greatest little local restaurants uh, we went to dinner uh, right before you were guys were eating that crappy food and had homemade biscuits and grits and chicken and waffles. And oh my God. And then for dessert, I had uh, banana pudding. Oh my God. It was so good. And yeah. I, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. But I don't think you realize, and probably people who are listening don't realize, like we are, we're at the venue at like 7 a.m. And homegirl's got to be camera ready, 
ready to go <laughs> and like at the venue at seven. So I'm up at like 4.30 or five in the morning because I did not wake up like this. That takes me a while to get ready. And then we work for like 14 hours and then we have hours, like maybe upwards of two or more hours of meetings and recaps and prep for the next day. So we don't, the reason why you oftentimes see the broadcast crew just like eating the crap microwave pizza at the hotel is because we have these like 14 to 16 hour days and we get back and we just want to eat and like crawl into bed. Night one, I fell asleep. I got takeout from the hotel restaurant. I didn't go anywhere. I couldn't, I did not have the energy and it has nothing to do with being pregnant. This is just like what event life is like. I got takeout and I was talking to Matt up in my, up in my hotel room. And I literally fell asleep into my turkey club like face <laughs> in the white bread. It yeah, was bad. Well, well, Knoxville is a very cute little city. It is so cute. Yeah. And we had great food every night. It was, you know, really cool. The, the COVID restriction is still a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Like some places said you had to wear masks. Some said you didn't. Nobody seemed to be enforcing it. I got yelled at by some lady in the elevator for, you know, for not having my mask on. Don't get on here if you're not wearing a mask. We haven't been vaccinated. I'm like, I've been vaccinated. You're the one putting me at risk. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it was strange. I think that weird. every state, every state that's figuring it out right now is going to have a weird transition period where like you don't you don't know what the rules are and you're not trying to piss people off. But like, also, like you said, no one's really enforcing any, no one's talking about it. It's just like, it's just happening around you. Um, and I personally, honestly, was kind of freaked out on day one getting there and having no one in a mask just cause I'm not used to it. And like, I'm over it just like everyone is, but I'm also pregnant. So I'm like freaked out. Um, but it was, it was as cautious as I have been and as cautious as I continue to be. I found that I got very used to it by day two. I was like, oh, this is nice. Like not having to wear a mask everywhere is actually kind of nice. So I was all in, like, you know me, Nikki, and I know the people yeah. who don't know me as well. I'm not a hugger. I don't like, I've been joked my entire life. People have made fun of me and called me Johnny half hug because if Aww. I have to hug somebody, they get that one arm, you know, mm -hmm. kind of around the shoulder thing. I hugged everybody this week. It didn't matter yep. who I ran into. I'm like, Tommy, hug. <laughs> hug Madeira's mom who I don't know hug. Hug. <laughs> everyone no. like I'm just so happy to have human contact again I'm probably gonna get a harassment lawsuit like <laughs> it was amazing like I it, love it yeah so I'm you know I'm hopeful that you know we get past all this and we can get yes. back to normal life because you know my emotional well-being was so much better after this weekend to have human contact and live competition and talking to friends. And I agree. I totally agree. It was really, it felt really, uh, it, it warmed my soul. It did. Yeah, it, it really did. Stuff, so, well, big fun. And we got a photo together. So that's we got one more for the next year. We're all good. We're we got set. our quota. We are all, <laughs> we are all set. All right. Well, this is fun, Nikki, as always. Always. And then uh, we're going to see each other in just a few weeks. Thank goodness. I know, right? The long wait is over. All right. Well, everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you guys tune in to Granite Games because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll recap that one for you, too. And then West Coast Classic after that. And probably Atlas Games after that. And God knows what after that. There's some European ones coming. There's all sorts of good events coming. Lots of crossbow. So with that, we'll let you guys run. Thanks for listening. And we will chat with you guys soon.